The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Hey, what is going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today, we have episode 89. The short story at the end of the episode will be from Untold Mayhem. Almost got through all the stories. This one is the season. And just in case I forget to talk about it later, um, this short story was originally going to be in 25 Perfect Days, uh, but it didn't make the cut. It just didn't fit. It was too close to another story. So I kind of transformed it into a different story for that and uh, came up with the season for this one. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Uh, But first, let's get to it. So, god damn it. Super overwhelmed again. Uh, I got too many projects, too many things I'm trying to get done. Um, And uh, whenever a book launches... I get even more stressed out because I don't take the steps to ensure a good launch. With uh, Beyond Brightside, which just came out today, bam, there's Beyond Brightside paperback. Uh, in case you guys haven't seen it, paperback for Pandemic. So I got both of those. Excited about both of them. Love the way they look. Uh, love the Beyond Brightside, the story. I think um, I'm really happy with that. Sometimes I'm not exactly uh, thrilled with a book before I put it out. Beyond Brightside, I do enjoy. I wasn't sure how readers were going to take it, but so far it's been awesome. And those are coming from people that have not heard or read uh, uh, Brightside. So, super cool. They're all enjoying the ending, which I was a little bit worried about. Um, The relationship I was worried about in there hasn't caused any problems. So, people are enjoying the story, which is super awesome. My problem is, I haven't done a lot of... Well, I've done almost zero advertising, almost zero social media for it. Um, Man, it's just, uh, I don't know. i got to figure out what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. We are planning a big launch later on once I have everything set up. I need to redo my website, so that's in the works. Um, i got a lot of different things going on in the background uh, that I'm having to fix up. So once all that is set, that's when I will really be launching Beyond Brightside. The nice thing with launching books is there's no deadline. I mean, shit, it took me eight years to even get this one out after. I think Brightside was published in 2012. That was my first novel. Here we are, 2020, and I'm just doing the sequel now. So definitely not a big deal when I promote it, when I push it. Um, and in the meantime, it will just continue to get good reviews. If you guys do want to check out that audiobook, you could hear for free on NetGalley. They have an awesome program. Just go to NetGalley and uh, search for my name. You will see it there. You could sign up and read, well, listen to it for free. Everywhere else, it is 99 cents for the ebook and the paperback. I don't know what that costs, but that's also out as well. Uh, so, yeah, so that's all good. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, Brightside. I made that free on all sites. Um, so, I'm taking a lot of my stuff off of Amazon's KDP which means that it's exclusive to them when it's in the KDP program. And I'm putting it out on other sites. So with Brightside, I made it free on, it's free on Apple, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, everywhere you can get ebooks except for Amazon. I just asked Amazon if they would price match it and make it free on there. That's what I'm hoping. 
So we shall see, but let your friends know if you enjoyed Brightside, tell them to pick up a copy, especially since it won't cost them a dime. Somber Stroll is also free, and if you get any of my books, the ebooks, you'll see that I put um, Morsels of Mayhem, the brand new release. It's three short stories plus one piece of nonfiction. That has the link to uh, get those stories for free too, but those are only going free to my newsletter subscribers. If you don't want to be on the newsletter, no big deal. You can buy it for 99 cents. There is a fun Thanksgiving story in there. Also, the 31st story in uh, 25 Perfect Days. It's the first time I've told a story in that world in first person. If you guys enjoy it, I will probably do a lot more of those. In fact, maybe I will share that short story next week. I have the audio version of 31 Others. I didn't get stuffed and uh, the rules, uh, I haven't put it together for an audiobook yet. I don't know if I will either. There's really not a lot of, I don't know, there's no real reason for me to get that done, especially with all the other shit I've got going on. I started reading Try Not to Die in the Wild West, thinking maybe I would jump on that, uh, but that one's going to be a good amount of work, and I don't want to release that one until probably next summer or so, because that was also John Palisano who did Try Not to Die in the Pandemic. Before I put out that one, I definitely want to put out Try Not to Die Super High, so I've been working on that. Uh, Steve Montgomery, that one we're shooting for like a March release, and I don't know what the third Try Not to Die will be put out um, next year, but so yeah, so but I'm planning on putting out four, five, and six um, in 2021. Don't know what else I will be able to get to. I'm hoping I will be able to finish the bridge and my brain book. That is pretty, it's a pretty lofty goal. But if I apply myself, I could get it done. I've been cutting out a lot of distractions, um, games and shit like that. And just trying to really concentrate on what I want to get done. Um, one thing I have been neglecting is my body. I put weight back on. just got a little... I don't know, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, the anxiety and being overwhelmed or whatever else. I think food is a, a comfort thing. It's something that we turn to uh, whenever we're a little uncomfortable. So I'm re-examining my relationship with food. Going to jump back on intermittent fasting and cutting out sugars. Yesterday was a good day. I think I did like a 15 or 16 hour fast, maybe a little bit longer, and only had lunch and dinner with no snacking. So I'm going to continue doing that, and um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think my weight should drop pretty quickly. Also need to start getting in some more exercise. Uh, Sunday had a fun night, though. I was holding mitts for my wife, daughter, and son. I was letting them punch and kick me. Had a lot of fun doing that, and then I did jiu-jitsu with my wife. Going to try to do that more often. One, to give us exercise, but it's just something fun to do as a family. I feel like that's one area also where I feel like I'm not an expert martial artist, but I am a martial artist. I do have a lot of uh, experience punching and kicking and uh, all that good stuff and jiu-jitsu. So it's cool to be able to teach a little bit. And my wife is a very, very knowledgeable blue belt. Probably would have, she definitely would have been a purple belt by now if COVID hadn't hit. So it makes a lot of sense to train with her. And it'll make transitioning back into jiu-jitsu that much easier if I do return, which I do want to. So I'm trying to strengthen everything up so I can do that. Um, let's see, what else is happening? Not a whole lot else, man. i just been 
trying to get a lot of shit done and the good thing is it's happening but it does take a lot of time takes a lot of work takes a lot of effort but with anything that you want to see succeed i mean i think that's the case so shit's not going to just blow up for me overnight i need to put in the work so if you guys want to help me get there please let others know about my writing uh just went through one of the one of the assignments my coach had me do the other day was go over reviews for Brightside and Twisted Reunion and only looking at five star reviews and one star reviews because those are, so he had me going over those I was able to see like it was awesome reading the reviews some of the <laughs> negative reviews were tough uh Twisted Reunion only has one one star review and one two star reviews out of 87 so that wasn't bad both of those people were kind of brutal but reading everyone else's reviews like okay i see why these people are enjoying it what they think and i just need to start seeing my own writing like that um and the same goes for Brightside. that had more i think it had five one-star reviews five two-star reviews but they were not liking it for lots of the same reasons but then reading the positive reviews the five-star reviews it was uh definitely a little bit inspiring and uh, yeah it just made me really think about okay I do need to see my writing as these other people see it um, you know it's something people are getting something from it and so I need to continue to share it I need to continue to create so that is what I'm gonna do I have like I just been saying I got a lot of shit going on also got a lot of stuff going on with the family so today is gonna be another short one we'll get to the story uh, so again we are going to be listening to the season. This is from Untold Mayhem. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Later. The Season Dylan looked out the side windows instead of concentrating on his driving. Damn, ain't no one out here. Usually tons of fools run in the street. And where are all the whores at? Got me, D. Brad shrugged and then pointed to the garbage-strewn curb. Park right there, behind that heap. Dylan turned off the struggling engine. We shouldn't talk. I'm surprised this piece even made it here. Be happy Enrique let us borrow it. I ain't bringing my ride down here, and I know you weren't about to bring the Hummer. Hell no. It'd be up on blocks before we got out. Dylan checked the street one more time before unlocking the doors. You ready? Brad stepped out into the dark night. Smell that air. Nothing like the sweet ocean breeze rushing through Long Beach. Dylan coughed. Might smell decent if the Pacific wasn't as green as your shirt. Brad went up the staircase that led to apartment 3B. Come on, before someone sees us. Dylan stopped halfway up. Dude, this is kind of freaking me out. It ain't even nine, and the streets are empty. Stop tripping, homie. Probably some party nearby. Free crack for everyone. Brad knocked, and flakes of brown paint floated to the porch. A gruff voice barked. Who's there? Dylan stepped back and whispered. Is that T? Don't sound like him. It's us. Me and D, let us in. The door opened just enough for a silver-plated barrel to point out. Let me see your hands. Dylan said, 
Come on, man. We're cool. Let me see your hands and then slowly turn around. Do it. Now. They completed their spins and the door opened. The brawny black man waved them inside with his gun, shut the door behind them, and slid the deadbolt. Dylan asked, What's up with the new security procedures? You get Jackson's last week? Brad nodded at the 45. Yeah, put that thing away, bro. You know we're cool. Tyrone eased the gun into the waistband of his jeans. I don't trust anyone, especially crazy-ass white boys. That's how people get killed. Damn, it's like that, Brad said, pretending his feelings were hurt. Well, I guess we should get down to business. You don't have a problem with white boys' money, do you? Never had a problem with that. Tyrone peeled back the front window's curtain. Would you guys ride in? The primered Ford out front, Brad said. No wonder the cops didn't turn you around, Tyrone said, more to himself than his company. You two have a seat while I get your stuff. Same amount? Yeah, a quarter pound, Dylan said. That should last us till next week. <laughs> That's four grand. You cool with that? Dylan joined Brad on the couch. We gotta see it first. Sit tight and I'll be right back. Whatever you do, don't open that goddamn door. Dylan waited for Tyrone to leave the room before he whispered. What's up with your boy? Why is he all uptight? First off, he isn't my boy, Brad said. We're cool, but that's it. Probably had a bad deal earlier. That's why he doesn't want us getting the door. I don't know. He's high-strung as hell. Don't need him waving that gun around when he's like this. He'll be all right. Just chill. Tyrone re-entered the room and tossed a ballooned plastic sandwich bag onto the coffee table. Check it out. Prime stuff. And I packed it fat. Brad opened the baggie and inhaled. Ah, that's nice. Dylan said. Looks good, T. Yeah, we like it. But four grand is kind of steep. Can't cut us a break? Brad asked. This ain't a swap meet. Take it or leave it. Brad bounced the bag in his palm. Four thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Not even sure we got that much. Well, that's a lot of blitz. Don't pretend like you don't have it. Dylan's smile gave it away. Brad told him. Pay the man. Tyrone sat in the chair opposite the couch and counted the bills Dylan handed over. Well, it was nice visiting, but don't you guys think you should haul ass? What's the rush? Dylan asked. It's barely nine. We're big boys. No curfew in college. I'm getting out of here. Should have already been gone. Got to get to my girls. Brad made a whipping motion. Whipsh. Whipsh. You guys are idiots. I ever tell you that? Every week, Brad said. How about we smoke real quick before we jet? You know, try the goods. Don't think so, fellas. You gotta go. Come on, brother, Dylan begged. Just one bowl, we swear. Yeah, one bowl. Come on, dog. I'm running a business, not a crack house. Take that crap somewhere else. All right, so let's talk business. Forty bucks so we can get lit real quick. 
You dudes are crazy. You want to smoke now? Brad pulled a small glass pipe from his front pocket. Hell yeah. We got a deal? Thought you guys didn't have any more cash. I just remembered we had a little left over. Forty each, and you leave the second you're done. No bullshit. Cool. Give him the money, D. Why do I always gotta pay? Because I don't have any cash on me. Just pay him and give me your lighter. Tyrone took the money and watched as they took turns ripping hits off the pipe. He waited until the bowl was burned to ask, You guys really don't have any idea what day it is, do you? Sure. Brad packed another bowl. It's Tuesday. Nah, man, I think it's Wednesday, Dylan said. Yeah, it's Wednesday, I bet. Tyrone shook his head. It's Tuesday. Brad smacked Dylan's shoulder. Told your stupid ass, Wednesday. What an idiot. I meant the date. What's today's date? Brad set the pipe down and pulled out his phone. It's the first, August 1st. Doesn't that date mean anything to you? Both boys shook their heads. You guys never watch the news? Brad said, That shit's too depressing. Boring. Can't stay awake watching that crap. Well, let me give you a clue. Today is the start of a certain season. Any ideas? Dylan bounced on the couch. Oh, shit, that's right. It's hunting season. I forgot all about it. Damn, you're right. Can't believe I forgot. My dad was just cleaning up his guns. He's got the fridge packed full of beer, too. Dylan asked, Why didn't you go with him? Man, I want to like you can't believe. But I still got over a year before I hit 21. You're lucky. You only got a couple more months. Shit, you might be able to catch the end of the season. When's your birthday? Day before Halloween. I ain't spending that kind of cash for two days of hunting. Plus, my dad isn't into that. Says he's against the hunt. Bullshit. He's just scared of getting shot. No way. Dylan thought about it and a smile crept across his face. Yeah, you're probably right. It's not like he gives a rat's ass for them. Brad stopped chuckling when he realized Tyrone was glaring at them. What? What's wrong now? You're too uptight, man. I'm just dumbfounded that you admitted that in front of a black man with a gun. You must be high. Dylan burst into laughter. Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. Who the hell says dumbfounded? Big deal, Tyrone. The hunt's cool. It's always on the news. Helps the government, too. What's wrong with being patriotic? Brad asked. Dumbfounded. Brad elbowed his friend in the side. Chill, dude. Patriotic. You want to help the government? Tyrone said. Why not donate money? I'm not giving money away. And neither is my dad. It's our money, and we'll spend it how we want. How'd your dad earn his money? The war, right? I guess. And your dad? He asked Dylan. Something with the trade embargoes practically made him a billionaire overnight. Hard-earned money. <laughs> While the rest of the country is sunk in poverty, 
A handful of rich pricks like your daddies and the rest of your neighbors make it big. Capitalism at its best. And you guys think that's fair? Think that's cool? I ain't complaining, Brad said. Dylan laughed. Tyrone pulled the gun out of his waistband and set it on the middle of the coffee table. Dylan stopped laughing. Tell you what would be fair, Tyrone said. Whoever gets the gun and shoots the other two gets to live. How's that for fair? It's right between us. Both of you are just as close as I am. Brad held up his hands. Hey man, relax. We're just joking around. No need to get so serious. Hunting season is as serious a subject there is. It's only three months long, Dylan said. Yeah, and guess why they picked August through October? You high sons of bitches got any idea? No? Well, May through July are the months with the highest birth rates, so they're killing two birds with one stone. Neither of them said anything. Are you too retarded, or do you just not care? I'm high as what I am, Brad said. And this is too confusing. Hunting season is what it is, and talking about it ain't going to change nothing. Got to deal with it, that's all. Tyrone shook his head. You guys do know this is a DHZ, right? Hunting season started 20 minutes ago. Dylan turned to Brad. Dude, we didn't just put ourselves in a hunting zone. Holy shit. You gotta be kidding, right, Tyrone? Afraid not. Brad said, You're just trying to scare us. We're not in any danger. Think what you want, but it's time for you guys to go. You serious? You're going to throw us on the street? Damn straight. Dylan said, Dude, we're high. I didn't make you smoke. You begged me. Shit. Well, let us stay a couple minutes. Try to get our heads right. Brad fished out his wallet and pulled out a $100 bill. Come on, at least let us watch the news. Tyrone ripped the bill out of Brad's hand and stuffed it in his pocket. Funny how you just keep finding money you swore you didn't have. You can watch the news until 9.30 and then you're out. It didn't take long to find a news station covering the hunt. The female reporter said, And just one more reminder, hunting season will start in two and a half hours. Dylan smacked the couch. We still got time. Let's go. Tyrone said, Notice how it's still light where she is. This is the five o'clock replay. Back in the news studio, the anchor man said, And this season, a record number of licenses have been sold, more than the last three years combined. The White House announced earlier today that at this rate, the deficit will be erased in another five years. Wow, that's great news, John, the blonde anchor woman said. And for those of you hunters out there, here is a map of all the Southland's designated hunting zones. As you can see, Pasadena had the most exterminations last year with 3,967, Compton was second with 2,676, and El Monte close behind with 2,602. Dylan clapped Brad on the back. Check it out, Brad. 576. That's nothing. Long Beach is one of the lowest up there. The studio had turned to another correspondent in the field. The reporter stood next to an older white man, clad in black, who was inspecting weapons and placing them in the back of his SUV. 
I'm sure most of you recognize this man. He is Ed Danbury, last year's winner. Not only did he beat out all the California hunters, Mr. Danbury outhunted the entire nation, earning himself a free, unlimited license for this season and a sizable cash prize of $5 million. Mr. Danbury stopped what he was doing and interrupted the reporter. I spent $11 million on all those licenses. I don't want to appear ungrateful, but it seems like they should have at least given me my money back. The reporter said, Well, you won't be spending any money this year. Unlimited pass. No heading back to the government center after every 50. With your kind of numbers, that must have been quite a few trips. 11 trips. 546 kills. Exterminations. The reporter corrected. 546 exterminations. That's something else. The majority of them were in Compton last year. What about this season? Heading back there? Nope. That's exactly what they're expecting. El Mane, Compton, and Pasadena are going to be on lockdown. You won't find a soul on those streets, and every door will be double locked. I'm going to Long Beach. He returned to loading his vehicle. Easier to contain. Not afraid of ruining your chances at the record by giving away your strategy? Danbury set the assault rifle on the pile. I thrive on competition. I encourage everyone to come on down. You new guns need to be careful, though. Probably be best to stay by the city limits and wait for people trying to sneak through. Do that, and we can all have a great opening night. Brad turned to his friend. You still think we're safe on those streets? We're screwed. We can't leave here. Tyrone turned off the TV and picked up the gun. But you're going to. You guys don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Just so you can get some ass? Let us stay here, Dylan said. You're dumber than I thought if you think I'd risk running these streets for a piece. Her place is well fortified. The basement's got a steel door no honky's getting through. And if they do get through, I'm taking a couple of them with me. Take us. We'll pay you. Brad said, I got enough of your money. Get up. Dylan said, You gotta. You gotta take us. I don't have to do a damn thing. He leveled the gun at them. What you need to do is get up and get out. I've already wasted too much time with you. Brad could barely stand. All the strength seemed to have left his legs. Dylan wasn't looking much better. Head to the door, Tyrone ordered, the gun still trained on them. Brad said, How about we stay here? We won't mess anything up. I don't want you to. And it wouldn't do you any good anyway. Someone will bust through that door before morning. Dylan stood in front of the door. It's better than being out there. Tyrone pushed the door open. You're probably right. But I don't care. You guys have spent so much time acting black. It's about time you live it. On the porch, Brad said, That's messed up, man. I thought we were cool. Wrong. Tyrone slammed the door shut and threw the deadbolt. The bang echoed down the street. Halfway down the stairs, a spotlight illuminated them. Brad shielded his eyes and rushed down the staircase. Dylan pounded on Tyrone's door. Brad yelled, Get down here, D. Come on! 
The spotlight was coming from the intersection where men were talking and a truck started. Come on, Dylan. They're coming. Get in the goddamn car. Dylan ran down the stairs. The truck headed toward them, less than half a block away. The truck was still about 20 yards away when Dylan reached the car. He tried to open the driver's door, but it was locked. Brad yelled for him to hurry. Gunfire erupted, and a bright stream of red exploded from Dylan's forehead. Bullets ricocheted off the car's roof. Brad ran to the next car and ducked below its windows. When the truck headed past him, Brad scrambled back the way he had come and hauled ass. Someone spotted him, and the truck took off in reverse. The crack of gunshots echoed in his ears, but he made it to the corner without being hit. After two blocks, Brad's legs felt like rubber. His lungs were on fire. He didn't know where he was heading, and the truck was less than a block behind him. He was deep in the city and couldn't make it out running. There was also nowhere for him to hide with the truck's spotlight illuminating the street. When Brad rounded the next corner, he couldn't believe his luck. Parked in the middle of his street was a silver Suburban with the unmistakable license plate, Got Paid. His father was here. The truck squealed around the corner. Brad waved his arms in the air as he sprinted towards his father's vehicle. It's me! It's me! The driver's door opened and his father popped out with his rifle on his shoulder. The blast blinded Brad and knocked him flat on his back. His blood streamed toward the storm drain as his father laughed and told his partner, Not a bad start. Keep this up and I'll get my 50 by next week. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.